In today's episode, we're going to talk about whether or not you should wait to tackle certain financial milestones because I want you to do what's best for you and your goals. And I don't want you to mess things up by using blanketed financial advice. So make sure you stick around to the end so you can figure out what path is best for you and your finances. (laughs) You just have to build wealth where you are. Hey, welcome to episode nine of That Finance Chick, where I help the overthinking, procrastinating perfectionist women create wealth building systems so they can build wealth where they are and achieve freedom to live a life that they love. I am your host, Atiqua, aka That Finance Chick. I hope you are having a fantabulous week so far. If not, I sincerely hope it gets better. I know things are a little wild out here, so I hope you are staying healthy, warm, and safe. This week, I'm personally getting back into the swing of things and recording podcast episodes because I took an unexpected hiatus in January due to me being sick all month. So I'm finally getting back into my regular routine. It is a struggle after being off for an entire month, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. (laughs) Now, before we hop into today's content, today's episode is brought to you by the Wealthy Women's Lounge. This is a monthly membership that is designed for the overthinking, procrastinating perfectionist women who are just getting started on their wealth building journey or have already got started but are completely confused and they're looking for a place to get ongoing support as well as getting content without the overwhelm and that will allow them to tiptoe their way to meeting their financial goals. This is a membership that comes with a weekly book club where we discuss how to implement the book lessons into your personal life and your finances. We have monthly trainings and tasks so you can actually implement what we talked about instead of you just continuously content hoarding. We have guest experts that come in to talk to us, a private community, accountability text messages, challenges. And by the way, we have a stock challenge that is starting this Friday. And we have so much other tools and resources that you can use to help you on your financial journey. So if you're a woman who is looking for the ongoing support and help on your money journey, go ahead and check out the Wealthy Women's Lounge by texting hashtag lounge to 201-258-3995. So this week I saw a post from a financial columnist on the Washington Post Instagram page and this person was talking about why you should wait to buy a home and pay off your student loans instead. And I'm actually going to insert a clip here because I don't want to misquote her. Should you pay off your student loans before you start saving for a home? I think you should. And I know that's not advice that lots of people give. But I've been a homeowner since my early 20s. So I'm a big believer in home ownership. But I'm also a big believer in not dragging debt into another major obligation like buying a home. So get rid of that debt because once you get a home, there's so much more that you have to pay for than just the mortgage, this upkeep. It's not like when you rent and your water heater goes up, you can't call a landlord. That's on you. And so you want to go into that home with not having a lot of debt on your books because between the mortgage and, and the utilities and all the other stuff, you're going to find yourself unable to save for other things like your retirement. Wait it out, give yourself time, and then go into that house without that student loan debt. Now, she isn't the only person who thinks this way. Um, I think she takes a pretty conservative view on finances, which is perfectly fine. That is her financial style. However, I don't agree. 
Now, it got me thinking about the whole wait until X, Y, and Z before you reach this certain financial milestone rhetoric in the financial space and how damaging it actually is because I think people like her and people who've been in the financial space for 20, 30, even 40 years, I think there's a disconnect between generations and where we're at as far as pricing and the economy goes, right? Like, I think it's damaging to tell a community who is working their asses off to wait to take their finances to the next level, even if it's slightly, right? Like, what exactly are we waiting for? When you're waiting, the main thing that you're doing, especially if you're taking all of your disposable income to tackle debt first, just to be debt free before getting to the next phase in your finances, is making your creditors wealthier. (laughs) All you're doing is just making them wealthier. And I get it. You know, if you pay off your debt faster, it's going to save you a lot more money in the long run. Yes, but there are huge opportunity costs with making that decision. Not to mention, Waiting to be debt-free before getting to the next phase of, let's say, home ownership or investing is causing the middle class to shrink even more. We're already talking about in the African-American community that the average net worth in 2053 is going to be down to zero. So this whole waiting to be debt-free before owning a home and before investing is really just not great advice in the times that we're in. I'm not saying that being debt-free shouldn't be a goal of yours because we don't want to owe people money for longer than we have to owe them, right? But am I saying that being debt-free should take precedence over home ownership and investing? I'm going to go out and say with my whole throat and full chest (laughs) that the answer is no. It should not take precedence over home ownership and investing. But that's with my main goal and focus being wealth building, right? If that is not a goal of yours or if that's not the main goal of yours, then your answer is probably going to be different and that's fine. And I'm also going to say that if your answer is different, it's more than likely that I am not the money coach or the money influencer that you need to be watching or following because I'm going to say a lot of things that you're not going to agree with because, yes, I do think being debt free is important, but I don't think it's more important than building wealth at the same time. Like owning a home and investing while paying off debt can actually help you pay off your debt a lot faster while building wealth at the same time. Paying off all of your debt or taking all of your disposable income to pay off debt does not make you rich or well-off in the long run. Hell, many times when people become debt-free, they go right back into debt because they don't have a plan for after the fact. Like if you put yourself in the position where you're throwing all of your extra money to paying off debt, like I mentioned earlier, there are huge opportunity costs. For example, Houses are more expensive now than ever because this market is wild, okay? I had a plan on waiting to buy a home before we bought this one. And if we would have waited like I wanted to, this same house would have easily cost us forty to $60,000 more in less than two years. When people talk about, well, if you own a home and you have debt, a lot of that stuff falls on you. You know, if a furnace goes out or if something is going on with the home, which is true. But this is when you have to take your situation into consideration and do the numbers for you, right? Like, I'll give you a breakdown of our numbers, for example. So we rented a house four streets down in our same neighborhood about two years ago, or I guess in this case, about four years ago, starting off at $1,095 a month, right? 
Now, that house is 100 square feet smaller than the house we're in now. We were in that house for two years. By the time we left, the rent went up to $1,250 a month, okay? When we bought this house, our mortgage was $870-something a month. Because taxes have increased, our mortgage is now $894 a month, okay? And that includes principal and interest, insurance, and, of course, taxes. I looked at that same house that we were renting last week, and it's being rented for $1,700 a month. That's almost double what we're paying with the end goal of owning this home when the mortgage is paid off. Now, we have had some things that we had to pay for out of pocket. Yes, of course, but this is where home warranties come into place. And even if home warranties don't come into place, this is where savings come into play. Because if you think that you're not paying for the maintenance man, if you're thinking you're not paying for them fixing something in the event that something happens in your apartment, or if you think you're not paying taxes, when it comes to rent, you are absolutely wrong. That's all baked into your rent, okay? You are still paying that. Could you imagine how long it would take for us to pay off our mortgage if we took the current rent rate from that last house of $1,700 and put that towards our mortgage every single month, we definitely wouldn't be paying this house off for 30 years, I can tell you that. So if you are someone who is wanting to buy a house because it's your goal, okay, do not let someone talk you out of it. You need to make sure that the numbers make sense if you are going to wait. And if the numbers don't make sense, you're going to want to move to the next phase to buy your home because, like I said, this market is crazy and it's not going to slow down anytime soon. The demand is crazy and it is a seller market, at least in the area that we're in. And I know in any other major city, it is a seller's market. So waiting is going to be more expensive. Then here's another opportunity cost for you, right? Let's say it takes you anywhere from 10 to 15 years to pay off your student loan debt. That's 10 to 15 years of investing that you've missed out on. You've missed out on compounding interest. You've missed out on your money working for you over 10 to 15 years. Let's say we take investing in index funds as an example. If the average return on investment was 10%, right, it would technically take your money seven years to double. So in that 10 to 15 years, you would have missed your money doubling twice when it comes to your investing. And like I said, that's if we take the 10% return on investment as an example. There's so much you're missing out on. And then if you decide that, okay, I want to retire early or, you know what, I want to have $5 million sitting in my brokerage or my retirement accounts by the time I hit a certain age, the amount of money that you have to put aside is going to increase drastically in order for you to catch up. So those opportunity costs are huge when it comes to waiting to tackle certain financial milestones in order for you to be debt-free. It's too much and it's too high. You know, back then when she bought her house 20 plus years ago, it may have made sense for her to pay off her student loans first. Because if we're going to be honest here, the cost of college wasn't that expensive or it wasn't expensive compared to what college tuition is right now, right? And then houses were definitely not that expensive like they are now. So back then, it may have made sense for the older generation to, and that's no disrespect or no shade. It's just, you know, it may have made sense for the older generation to pay off debt before buying a house because it was feasible. 
But with the rate of inflation right now and how things are going in our economy, waiting is not a luxury that a lot of people have. They will be priced out of their home. And I'm not even talking about priced out of a dream home. I'm talking about priced out of starter homes at that, okay? So I want you to weigh the pros and cons of waiting and if it makes sense for your finances. Now, at times, you may look at your numbers depending on what your student loan debt is, and you may realize, okay, I have to put a debt in this student loan before I can buy a home because your loans are private or you don't qualify for income-based repayment plans or anything like that. That's a different scenario. But a lot of other people's scenario, they may have debt, but they qualify for certain programs. They qualify based off of their loans being in deferment or whatever the case is. And they can qualify to buy a home now and tackle their debt in the long run. And in the case of our numbers, right, it made sense to buy a home because with the way rent was increasing, we freed up enough money where I could use the excess to tackle debt or tackle any other thing that we want to tackle in our home as far as renovations or things like that go. Just go ahead and weigh the pros and cons on what works for you. And I really want you to realize that things don't have to be so linear. Not everything is an or situation. We can figure out how to make things an and situation. Okay, how can I pay off my debt and own a house? How can I pay off my debt and invest? Not, oh, I have to pay off my debt or own a house or invest. No, you can do and. And a lot of times you can do all three of those things at the same time. You just need to create a plan, okay? <laughs> So talk to me. If you're watching this on YouTube, drop a comment in the comment section and let me know, is waiting something that you think is necessary for your financial situation? Why or why not? And if you're listening to this on the podcast and you're part of the text club, text me your response. Let me know. Do you think waiting is necessary for your financial circumstances? Why or why not? And if you're not part of the text club, but you want to be part of it, all you need to do is text hashtag text club to 201-258-3995. Make sure to include the hashtag. Thanks so much for watching and or listening. I definitely appreciate you and I'll catch you next time. Bye.